Shalom and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Shifman. The recaps from Maseches Kedushin, Dafyomi, are being sponsored by my good friend, Mordechai Weinschneider. May our learning be a schus for him, Mordechai by Miriam Rivka, and may he only see bracha and atzlacha in his life. Now on to the episode. Today's daf Maseches Kedushin is daf Chaf Hey. We're beginning the second line on the page. And we're going to have three sections in today's daf. We begin the daf with a story about the elders of Nezunya and Rav Chizda, who was the Rebbe. So there was a story where they didn't come to Ishir, and Rav Chizda sent Rav Hamnuna to put them into Cherem to stay in their houses because he held that it was an offense that they didn't come to Shir. So when Rav Hamnuna approached them, he said, why didn't you come to Shir? So they said, because we asked him a question, he didn't answer us. So Rav Hamnuna, the shliach, said, okay, you asked him, but why don't you ask me and I'll, I'll help you. So they said, the Shiloh they wondered is, Sirus of Beitzim, which is damage to the testicles, would that send an Evit Kenani free? And really the Shiloh is, is it considered Makam Galoi? Is it a revealed place so it fits in the Reba? And we at Reba we learned about before, because from the outside you could see the testicles, or do we say since it's inside of the scrotum, it's in a sack, it's not considered Galoi, and therefore it's not included in one of the limbs that would send an Evit free. Now, Rav Hamnuna didn't know the answer to this, so they called him Karnuna, which was a derisive term. Rashi learns it means like Lashon of Yoshve Kronos, people who just like, sit around outside the street corners. Tosvis learned it's a Lashon of cold fish as opposed to Hamnuna, which would be hot fish. The point is, either way, Rav Hamnuna went back to his Rebbe of Chizda, and he said, what's the halacha in this case? Is that a way for him to go free? And Rav Chizda resolved it from a brisa. Apparently he knew the answer, because Rebbe holds in a brisa that uh, one of the ways an Evid Kenani would go free is Sirus of Beitzim. Damage to the testicles, it's considered a revealed limb, so that was the response, is it was considered a way that the Evid Kenani would go free. The Gemara clarifies this brisa that we just quoted, that there are three shitas really. Really the Mishnah from the Goyim that we discussed is talking about the tips of limbs that if a tzaras appears, the amichya appears, there will not contaminate the person because it's not visible on all sides. It's not l'chol mara'ine akoyen. But the b'raisa adds on to that that this machlokas, these, these halachas can be applied also to an evid kanani going free. And we have the following three shitas. Tanakama says it's the 24 limbs that are listed in that Mishnah. Rebbe, who's the second shita, actually is the most inclusive. He says also sirus meaning, again, damaging the baits in the testicles and the tongue would both be included as well. That's also considered galoi. And ben Azai, who's the third shita, is actually the middle shita, as we explained. He holds that the tongue would be grounds for him to go free, but not serious. The only reason ben Azai was last is because the ton of the brides had already included Rebbe and Mishnah Lozaza Mimkoma. Moving on to the second section, we explain now the extent of this debate about the tongue in Sirus. Ula says, all agree, means Rebbe and the Chachamim agree, that regarding con- to contract Tuma, contracting Tuma via the tongue is a form that it's considered revealed and it would be effective, and it's based on a Pasuk. Also, everyone agrees you don't need to include the tongue in Tefillah, you don't need to open your mouth because it's considered internal, Tefillah and Mikvah, when you go to the Mikvah. The debate is regarding sprinkling of the Paraduma waters. If it touched the tongue, Rebbe compares it to Tuma, it's revealed, and the guy is considered Tahor, and the Chacham compared it to Tevila, to Mikvah, and it's considered internal, so the guy is not Tahor. And the Gemara explains it's based on two ways to learn a Hekish in the Pasuk. However, even though Rebbe holds that the tongue is not considered revealed for Tevila, 
it can't be that there's a chatzitza in the mouth, like we learned by the story with the shifcha of Rebbe, where he required a new tefillah because she had a chatzitza bone between her teeth, based on the principle of kalaroi labila. It has to be possible that if water would go in, there wouldn't be a chatzitza, but it doesn't need to actually go in. It just has to be possible that it could. Turning to Chafemud Beis, the Gemara explains this machlokis Rebbe and the Chachamim regarding Sirus, if the Beitzim being damaged in this way would constitute a way of him to go free, or it's just regarding the member, the male member itself, is really based on a machlokis Tanoim that the Gemara brings elsewhere regarding which Karbanos will be considered invalid um, because they have a blemish. And there's a machlokis there of Yehuda, or Lesbian Yaakov, and Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Yehuda would reflect the opinion of Rebbe. It even would be involving the Beitzim, the testicles are considered revealed. Lesbian Yaakov says also, it would only, only like the Chachamim, it's only in regards to the male member. Now Rabbi Yossi is a middle shita that's brought there, which doesn't reflect either of these shitas. He distinguishes between, in the Pasuk of Moch, the Kasus is a damage that's a very obvious damage. If it damages the testicles, that it would be considered revealed and the Korban would be disqualified. However, Nasuk Vikarus is only regarding the Gid, where, where it's damaged in such a way, but not regarding the testicles. It's where the uh, tubes connecting the testicles to the body are disconnected or partially disconnected. He says that wouldn't be considered a damage that's revealed be, in, in regards to carbonos and etc. because it's not as obvious. But that's a middle shita. Okay, let's move on now to the new Mishnah. We're going to talk about now the ways of acquiring large and small animals. So the Mishnah brings Machlokis Tanoi. Romero and Revelyezer say that a behemagasa, a large animal, is acquired with misira, passing over the reins, showing ownership, and a behemadaka, a small animal, is acquired with hagba, with picking up. Rashi learns both lo- animals, large and small, according to Ramir and cannot be acquired with meshicha. However, the chachamim hold that a behemadaka could be acquired with meshicha. It's just important to point out here, is the Rishonim learn misira is actually the most powerful. So if we're saying, for example, daka could be acquired with hagba, it includes misira as well. Now the Gemara quotes an opinion of Rav. Although Rav originally held like the Mishnah, that a Behemagas is acquired with Mesira, he retracted and he held like the Tanakama of Rabbi Shimon we're about to quote, that it could actually be acquired only with Meshicha and not with Mesira. And this is based on the Tanakama. The Tanakama of the, what we're about to quote in this Machlokas, Tanoim, holds that both Behemagasa and Daka can only be acquired with Meshicha, as Rashi learns, um, not with, um, and not with, so Rav now held, unlike our Mishnah, that Meshicha is not effective, he held that Meshicha is effective in order to acquire a Behema uh, Gasa. So that's based on the Tanakama, however. Rabbi Shimon, who argues in the Tanakama, holds that both Behema Gasa and Daka can be acquired with Hagabah. Now Rashi learns not with Mesira and not with Meshicha, specifically with Hagabah. So the Gemara wonders... How is an elephant acquired according to Rabbi Shimon? Lachar, you can't pick up an elephant. So it gives four possibilities. Either it could be with chalipin. B, it could be with renting the location of the elephant and acquiring it via the location. Number three, it could be that you put four vessels of the person purchasing under the feet of the elephant, as the Gemara explains in a simta, so it's not in the rishus of the seller. And number four, the Gemara says it could be that you cause the animal to stand on these bundles of vines that are more than three tvachim tall, separating it from the ground, which would be effective as a kinyan of Hagabah. And according to Rabbi Shimon, that's how you acquire Behemagasa. We're stopping at the top of Chavav Mud Aleph. Ezra Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Chavav. Everyone have a wonderful day.